approaches. Blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship, it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, What is going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. I am your host, as always, Coach Steve. With me today is Coach John. Brother, what is going on? Nothing much. Just another beautiful day in Florida. I'm just hanging out, excited to talk football, start sits, get get the uh, the fans going, get the chat going. This is going to be a good episode. That's what we are aiming for, guys. So uh, when you join in, if you have any comments, please send them to our chat here, and we'll hop that. I'll happily answer, answer as many as we can for you guys. Coach Jibs not with us today. He had to uh, deal with some uh, family things. It's all good, but just know some routine things. He had to miss today's episode, so uh, he won't be with us, but he'll be back, obviously, over on Monday. So like I said, we have a lot to go through today. We've got a lot of starts and sits to talk about here. So let's get into the news before we get into that. All right. So again, there's not much to really mention here because obviously it's Thursdays and we won't really find out many things until Friday when those injury reports become more finalized. So uh, who missed practice today usually is not a great indication for their 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 week uh, status. Usually if they miss Thursday, it's not a great thing. It's it's looking on the bad side. So obviously right now, Rashard Bateman, Traylon Burks, Amron St. Brown, Kyle Pitts, uh, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson and Cameron Brait. All not practicing as of this today, as this afternoon mm-hmm. around four thirty when I put this together here. So it's definitely slightly concerning. You want to keep your eyes on all these guys, whether or not they're playing, and maybe at some point um, we'll go through a couple of them at the end and see if maybe if they are healthy, are we going to start them or not? Uh, so we all know Javante Williams did get put on the IR out for the season, so Denver Broncos went and signed Latavius Murray. But he is inactive tonight, so if you thought about starting him, even though you, we told you to pick – well, actually, we didn't tell you to pick him up because he wasn't in the news yet. But if you did pick him up, definitely don't start him tonight. And I'll yeah, yeah. Wait and see. <laughs> yeah, wait and see kind of approach, yeah. Uh, and, of course, Jonathan Taylor is out tonight, uh, and Phil Lindsay gets called up from the practice squad. So it could be interesting. Uh, if anyone is maybe listening now, John, uh, is there any hopes of starting Philip Lindsay tonight, or is it just going to be Naeem Hines for you? For me, it's this is what stinks is because, I mean, you want to believe in Philip Lindsay, but and you want to believe in someone else coming through. But I think it's just going to be Naeem Hines. I'm not I wasn't thrilled to start Jonathan Taylor against this matchup as it is. And so now you have Naeem Hines, the backup. Um, I'm nervous. All these people who are like, oh, Naeem Hines is a chalk play. It's I I don't know. I I don't I, I have trouble believing that, you know, Jonathan Taylor has struggled to run with this offensive line and this offense lately. And I just don't think that Naeem Hines is going to come through and explode for a big game. Um, so I'm nervous with both, but I, I, I guess if you had to pick one, I'd pick Naeem Hines. Okay. I respect it. I did have put a stat out there earlier to, uh, this week here. Naeem Hines had seen double digit carries in four times over his five-year career now um, twice in 18 where he had, uh about 80 yards in both games one game he had seven receptions which is pretty good for fantasy obviously and in 2020 he had two games over 10 carries uh both of those over uh actually 80 yards and he had eight receptions in one and five receptions in the other so if you're in ppr leagues it might not be a bad play because they might not be able to run the ball with indy but you can be sure that they might try to do short passes to kind of get the offense moving downfield so naim hines could end up having a big day we'll see what happens i still have Melvin Gordon over him at the moment, uh, but we'll see. Hopefully it works out. And obviously DeAndre Swift is already likely out for week seven. Uh, so might get, we're going to get another week of Jamal Williams. Uh, Cameron is in the chat. Cameron, what is going on, my friend? Cameron. Cameron. <laughs> All right, coaches. Uh, just dropped Rondell Moore to pick up Elijah Mitchell. 16-man league, full point PPR. Having second thoughts now. Was it a bad move? Um... Not a terrible move. Um, I think, you know, Elijah Mitchell coming off IR is going to be the man once he gets there, but you, know, you still got to wait a couple weeks. 
Rondell Moore wasn't doing much. Um, and the looming, you know, suspension ending of um, uh, Hopkins coming back could change that offense completely. So I, I, I don't hate the drop. Um, I think it's a little premature. Um, but if you want, if you were afraid that one of your league mates was going to grab him, and in the 16 team, starting running backs are, you know, really hard to come by. So I, I get why you did it. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I don't think you should second guess that at all. Rondell Moore has not produced besides one game over his year and a quarter seasons now. And he's got uh, Jameson Williams coming off IR. That's yeah. Nice. You're gonna have Jameson Williams at some point. Uh, Rondell Moore can't seem to either stay healthy or get enough playing time to really even be relevant uh, for you in fantasy. So it's not a bad move, honestly. And when DeAndre Hopkins comes back, I don't expect Rondell Moore just to see open targets. I, I uh, you should be fine with this move here. Mm-hmm. He was also thinking Naeem Hines in the flex tonight or go with Kareem Hunt. That's tough because I actually don't like Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, I think Naeem Hines is probably a safer play. Um, you know, you're going to you're not you're going to get somewhere between 12 to 18 points in my mind with, you know, Naeem Hines. And so. You know, Kareem Hunt is definitely more volatile. Like you might get seven points, but we've seen Kareem Hunt go out there and score multiple touchdowns. And so, um, but I'd probably, I I feel way more comfortable with Hines. I think it depends on what you're looking for, Cameron, in your flex spot this week. If you want a safe option, I think Naeem Hines should see enough work that puts him in the range that John's talking about, the 12 to 15, 17 range. Well, Kareem Hunt, I, I like his matchup this week personally because, I mean, we saw what Damian Pierce did with the Chargers last week. I mean, Cleveland should run very well over these Chargers. But again, it depends on is it going to continue to be the Nick Chubb season and Hunt's kind of just in the background? That's a big issue. But this could be that week where Kareem Hunt puts up two touchdowns and, and 90 yards. It's it just that's the way it happens. He's more of that boom bust guy if you want in your flex that has that upside that you might need this week. But if you want a safe option, I mean, usually running backs do well on Thursday night football, usually the case. Uh, mm-hmm. Hines should end up seeing maybe at least four or five tar- uh, catches in this game at least, and hopefully the yardage is there. Uh, again, he's a safer play. He's not going to have that upside, but if you're looking for upside, Green Hunt's the option. But I, I think I like Naeem Hines slightly better. But, again, mm-hmm. it is close with both these guys. All right, so that is the fantasy news. Again, not crazy amount, nothing big. We already talked about the big stuff on Monday. So, uh last week let's talk about last week real quick john wasn't here uh me and jibs not not the greatest week honestly four and eight and five and five and nine for jibs uh, i got daniel bellinger irv smith right uh yeah. cooper rush Derek carr mostly just the quarterbacks and tight ends jibs had rex burkhead antonio gibson josh reynolds dj moore and uh david and joku so we're gonna aim to do better and i believe honestly when i was doing these picks i was like i think i hit all nine this week. I'm thinking I'm going to all nine. <laughs> That's the worst when you feel great and then, and then Sunday rolls around and you're like, oh, man, I was just yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a very big confidence I'm going to hit. Well, it's 12, actually. I'm 12 this week, so I'm excited. So let's get into that action here. So we'll start with the RB position here. John, who's your mm-hmm. first RB sleeper this week? Um, my RB sleeper this week is going to be Damian Harris. Um, you know, I think he's got a great matchup. I think you can start both Patriots running backs. I think this is a, a rare occasion that you're going to feel comfortable with either one. Um, but we just watched Rashad Penny torch uh, that, that team. And, and I think Damian Harris is a similar archetype, uh, kind of high volume, beat you up, and then later in the game, break off some big runs. And so I, I'm totally happy. I have him, you know, ranked as a top 20 play this week. So I, I like Damian Harris a lot. Yeah, no, Damian Harris is in for a good week, that's for sure. The Lions have been the second-worst team against running backs this season, allowing over 26 fantasy points per game. So, uh, yeah, definitely like Damian Harris a lot this week. Uh, my first RB sleeper this week, I'm going with A.J. Dillon. Now, A.J. Dillon has really fallen out of that must-start flex option over the last three weeks with mediocre performances, really bad, under 10 fantasy points each of the last three weeks after his pretty solid week one performance. But... I believe that this is a game where it's going to turn around. The Giants allow the 10th most fantasy points per game to running backs. Uh, they allow the fourth most yards so far on the ground this season. And I, I just have a feeling that it's time to get back to using these RBs to their, their full potential. And I think they're going to go to London and they're going to just run the ball down their throats all day with both A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And I think Dillon gets in the end zone finally after a few weeks off and ends up with a really good fantasy day. So for me, 
AJ Dillon is my first sleeper running back this week. That's a good one. He, he, I've been trying to target him in dynasty leagues as a sort of buy low candidate um, lately. I, I, I love the talent of AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, I think things just are not falling his way game script wise. Yeah, kind of. It's unfortunate, but he should, he should be able to get back to it again. He definitely has a good long-term dynasty value, hopefully. So, mm-hmm. all right, John, back to you. What is your second RB sleeper, my friend? My second RB sleeper is, and I don't know, I feel kind of cheating that this is a sleeper, but he's coming off a down week, and that's James Robinson. I think, you know, the snap share and snap percentages has gone down with James Robinson for sure. Um, you know, Travis Etienne is working in in, in two-minute drills and when they're behind, but Houston is dead last in a rushing at uh, defending the running back and yards uh, to the running back. So I, I think James Robinson's just going to get early volume. They're going to Jacksonville's a great team. They're going to be up early on Houston and they're just going to run that clock out. And James Robinson's going to get his typical, you know, 18 touches and do a lot with it. So, uh, you know, on a down week after, you know, James Robinson sort of saw less snaps and, you know, put up a, a bit, I think it was like three fantasy points. I think he's due for a big bounce back. Absolutely. I mean, Houston has allowed the most fantasy points per game and the most rushing yards to running backs. It's, it's time for them to get back to running the ball and then throwing it when needed in this Jacksonville offense. I expect Jacksonville to blow away the Texans this weekend. And it comes down with James Robinson leading the charge. All right. So for my second RB sleeper this week, I went a little farther down the list here, guys, Rashard white, which potentially if he could be out there on waivers, potentially, maybe not, but potentially. Uh, so white finally got used in this bucks offense this past week on Monday. And it looked great. Exactly what we wanted him. Someone who was able to catch the ball out of the backfield and, and do work that way. And he was able to actually snag a touchdown for us this past week and, and fantasy. Uh, and I think their game plan is they're going to have to find ways to get the ball out of Brady's hand very quick and often here. And using both these running backs in the passing game is a great way to do that overall. And again, even, even if they don't, even if he gets some rushing work, that's even good too. Uh, because they play the Falcons this week and they've allowed the 10th most rushing yards this season to running backs. Uh, so this could be a game where the Bucks get ahead very quickly and they might not let, you know, Lennon Fournette overuse himself in this game. And Rashad White could end up seeing work in that way as well. But in PPR leagues, I do like White as a nice sleeper this week in fantasy. I think he could end up having a really good fantasy day. So White is my second RB sleeper of the week, guys. Let's see what Cameron said. He said, thanks, guys. I'm sure this week has been home. CD market. That's a pretty good team. I feel like Man. I need to put up some points to keep up. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Mahomes, Adams, Pierce, Harris could all have big weeks. I wouldn't be super concerned with, I mean, CD is always a, a threat to be a, a deep play, and so is Marquise Brown. But, yeah, I mean, you might need to. That's that's tough. I, I, I guess – well, starting two t- Colts players this week might not be the best move. So maybe going yeah. with Hunt makes sense in that nature. Yeah. If you want that upside. So I don't like Brown's matchup and I don't like Pierce's matchup that much. So maybe going Hunt makes the most sense in that case. Again, see what your opponent has, Cameron. Maybe. I think it, that is. I, the way I'm reading that, I think that is his opponent's team. Oh, that. Yeah, 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 my matchup this week. Oh, my matchup this week. Okay. My matchup this week. Oh. So I'm reading that, that that's the team he's playing against. So. Oh, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I personally don't like it that much for, for this week. I mean, I like it long term, obviously, but this, his matchup, nah. I mean, I think you could go into Heinz on this route, honestly. Mm. I don't think Moali Cox is going to do big, have a big day. I think Hollywood comes down this week. I think Pierce ends up having a mediocre week. Harris is the big one. Obviously, we mentioned him already. Adams and CD are always in for a big week, and Mahomes could end up. Mahomes, he's Mahomes. He's, he's Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, he's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. He's going to put up big points, but uh, I think I'd still go. Uh, I think I'd still go Naeem Hines. No need to say sorry, man. I was my mistake <laughs> of reading it wrong. So, yeah, I think I like Hines still personally. So, yeah, I, I, I would take the. It's funny. I said there is no upside to Naeem Hines, and there is. I mean, there is a little bit, and there is a much safer floor with Naeem Hines than there is Hunt. So I guess I'd probably roll with Hines. And this is the only week, really, you're going to get to use him because once JT is back, Hines goes right right back into your bench. So, Agreed. Um, yeah, if you're going to use him, this is the week to use him. Otherwise, forget it. Right. That's the way I see it. All right, let's head over to some RB busts now. John, what do we got for RB busts? 
Uh, so I'm going to start with the first one, and that's Najee Harris. Um, anytime there is a quarterback change, an offensive change, you need to sort of let the dust settle and see where the targets go, where passing volume goes and all those things. But to start, he didn't target the running back once, and that's very much a Kenny Pickett thing. I think he's gonna he has more mobility than Mitch Trubisky ever had. And so he's going to be able to extend plays with his legs and, and look downfield he's not going to look for that dump off for, for Najee Harris. And Najee has never been in a, I mean, he's a good between the tackles runner. Don't get me wrong, but he's not hyper efficient. You know, he's free to carry and stuff like that. And so he could have a fine day, but I just, I'm not expecting Najee, you know, these days of Najee as a lock in load top 10 guy just scares me. Uh, I want to see it first before Kenny Pickett. So you're starting Najee Harris. You're not, not starting him, but I just would expect a down week. Yeah, no, I I like that there a lot there. I definitely have Najee as a guy I don't really trust to start this week here. I don't know if maybe they use him more because of the rookie, but in the same sense, the Bills have been just dominant against. Yeah, that's uh, the running other back part too. A terrible matchup. And he has been very inefficient outside of if he doesn't score a touchdown, it just doesn't look like a great day for him. So, yeah, no, nah, I don't hate that one at all. Mm-hmm. All right, you're going to hate this one, though, but my first bust of the day is Rashad Penny. <laughs> That's my second one. <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate it. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, with Penny, it was a godsend last week. He torched the Saints, but they're not – I mean, the Lions. He torched the Lions last week, but he's playing mm-hmm. the Saints this week who uh, allow the second uh, – who doesn't who don't allow the second most fantasy points per game to RBs. They actually allow the seventh fewest fantasy points with just one rushing touchdown allowed on the season here. Uh, the Saints do give up some yardage, so there's potential for that. But in a situation where I think Seattle might be in a game where they might be slightly behind in this one, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know how to really take the Seattle team in full, but they could be behind in this game, which Penny has like two targets over the last three weeks. He's not involved in the passing game whatsoever. And if he doesn't get those big runs in and doesn't score, it, it could be a really bad day for a guy like uh, Rashad Penny. So for me, um, Rashad Penny, I'm just I'm trying to avoid him if I can. He has that big playability, but I think this is a match where he kind of comes back down to earth a little bit. I agree. I think this is it's a hard it's hard to run on New Orleans. It has been for the past decade, um, and I think it's just going to continue. Um, they're going to bottle him up and try and force Geno Smith, who has been a good and has been a great passer. But they're going to try and have Geno beat him with the arm. Um, they're not going to they're not going to let Rashad Penny and Ken Walker just run all over him. So. It's going to be tough to find space, tough to find running room. But like you said, I mean, Rashad Penny is always a big play threat, but I just don't see those big plays coming this week. Definitely, definitely. So do you have another one? I do. I have a backup. My backup is Tyler Algier. Uh, Tyler Algier, similar reasons why I just, uh, again, it's the matchup. I, I Running backs – tend to you know they are very matchup dependent players it's it's you look for running backs in good offenses with high scoring possibilities and then you look for ones with weak matchups and they're going against tampa bay and tampa bay's you know their their front seven is tough and so i, I think tyler algier he's going to get the volume and he's going to get the carries and we all know arthur smith just loves to beat his head against the wall with running it but i just don't know how efficient it's going to be so you might get something like you know, 14 attempts, 15 attempts for 60 yards. And it's like, that's fine. But, you know, Algier is not going to catch a ton of passes. They're not going to, you know, really use them in that sense. So I just would temper expectations with Algier. I think some people are kind of getting forced into starting them um, because of injuries. There's a ton of injuries. He was a top waiver wire pickup this week. He was a top waiver wire pickup for sure. And, and, you know, you can plug him into the flex and, and feel okay. I would just tap, temper expectations again. I just don't see a huge week. Yeah, I mean, you might have to start him as an RB two because if you're paying, if you're spending a lot of money on at college, or you probably were pretty bad at running back. But yeah, yeah it makes sense. The Bucks allow the third fewest fantasy points to uh, running backs this coming season. Here, I don't know what to expect uh, out of this this team. I don't know how much of a split they use between him and uh, Cabe Huntley. That mm-hmm. could uh, that could be a thing. We'll have to wait to see, but uh, yeah, definitely not the best week to throw your your prized uh, waiver five waiver guy out there. So, all right. So for my for third, or my second RB bust here, I want James Connors this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Connors yet to rush over sixty yards this season. Here he has gone three straight weeks without getting over ten fantasy points per game, and now he gets to go against this dangerous Eagles defense here, who have been just carving up running backs all season. They took down Cook, Gibson, Robinson. And they haven't allowed a rush over 40 yards this season. 
outside of that week one performance when Swift went nuts. But since then, it has been locked down. And the way this Cardinals offense is playing right now, I, I don't really want to trust James Conner much. He's not getting the full target share. Uh, he's splitting with Ido Benjamin in the passing game. So for me, it's just I, I'd look other way, other places if you're trying to start James Conner. I just wouldn't this week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it, it stinks because everything that we that could have gone wrong for James Conner recently has. It's just he's not getting that red zone work. He's not getting the touchdowns that we expected, and, and he right. just hasn't had any big plays. And so it's just very pedestrian for James Conner right now. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's head over to some wide receivers now, guys. John, we'll start with the sleepers here. Who's your mm-hmm. first sleeper RB? My first sleeper R, uh, wide receiver is Corey Davis. I think Corey Davis is someone who we talked about it on the waiver show. Um, we talked about it. I think we have to start paying attention. There is some consistency there. There is a lot of, um, you know, the Jets offense is producing fantasy points and fantasy players, which is crazy. And so I think that you can be totally fine plugging Corey Davis into your flex or wide receiver three position this week and, and, expect another uh decent outing yeah no i like this one a lot there miami uh they're getting torched by wide receivers this season you know i mean even with teddy bridgewater i expect this to be a relatively high scoring game for a divisional game it's gonna be a hard game and it's just i could see it you know the jets being down and having a throw and it's there they have the weapons this year yeah, they've allowed at least five touchdowns to wide receivers, and they've allowed the, third, the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers this season. It makes sense. I don't expect us to just blow them out. I expect them to to really fight for this game, honestly, and I think Corey Davis is a big part of that. So, All right, uh, so for my first sleeper, I went with some I'm, – I'm terrible with sleeper or wide receivers. I have to say it out loud. I have to say my, <laughs> my ball here. But uh, Kyle Phillips from the Tennessee Titans, slot wide receiver, is my first sleeper this week here. And Phillips had a strong week one, you know, six or 60. It was really good to see that because I really liked him uh, coming in the training camp here. And he kind of dealt with some injuries and dealt with some fumbling. Uh, but with uh, Traylon Burks possibly missing this game, and I think it's more likely than not that he misses this matchup this week. Yeah. I think Kenny Phillips ends up having a shot at the slot roll this week. And like I told you about Ryan Sandhill, him and slot wide receivers just make a lot of sense. And the commanders have allowed over 85 yards each week so far to the uh, their opponent's slot wide receiver. I expect this to be a game where they might have to throw the ball a little bit, kind of have a slight small shootout potential there. Um, so if you're looking for a flexible option, I, I like Kyle Phillips to take that uh, big upside play out of him this week. I, I tell you, I think the the reports are that um, Burks is dealing with turf toe, which is usually a couple weeks. I went and picked up Kyle Phillips anywhere he was available in any league I was in. So I think you might get a couple weeks out of this this play. I hope yeah. not because I do have a lot of trail humper. Phillips, so I'm okay with that. So, yeah. All right. So, John, who do you got for number two now? I have everybody's preseason darling, waiver wire must add, George Pickens. I mean, he is just exploded for 100 yards. He We have a quarterback change. The connection is there. Pickens and Pickett seem to have this mind meld. Um, he targeted them over 30% of the time once he got in the game. So I, I think that there is a changing of the guard in that wide receiver room. Um, and we could see Pickens really explode. He's a big play guy. He's a wow playmaker. We've seen it on small, limited snaps and limited targets, what he can do. Um, so I'm excited. I think now is the time to um, really buy into Pickens and and get in before the rocket ship takes off. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, that that's a great one because he was obviously my he was my number two guy that I wanted to mention here, uh, for sure. But yeah, I, I like Pickens a lot here. The, I don't the matchups kind of like so so for me, but the connection that he seemed to have already with Kenny Pickett intrigues me, especially mm-hmm. for garbage time this week. Like it might be like early on in the game, you're like shit. Pickens has like two catches for twenty yards at best, uh, but then he finishes with over hundred yards. So I think that's a real possibility. Uh, for this matchup against the Buffalo Bills this week. So I do like that one there. So Yeah, players like that are always scary, uh, you know, and it's it's not always high volume, but it's downfield big play stuff. And so he might only get eight targets, but they're going to be 30-yard targets. They're going to be big air yards. And so, um, you know, all he needs to do is connect on a few of them, and he has, a, he has himself a big day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, oof. 
threw me off on Olympia. Uh, no, no, I should have. I should have really come with a backup to each one of these. <laughs> it's payback um, for taking Rashad Penny from me. Nah, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Matt Collins again. I'm pretty sure I went with Matt yep. Collins last week. It was maybe two weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. I don't remember. Uh, but Matt Collins, you know, he didn't have a great week following up after that great week three performance when he had over 150 yards. But this is a matchup where they're gonna need to throw the ball. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs this week. Kansas City does allow the 10th most fantasy points to wide receivers this season here. They allowed over at least at least over five touchdowns to wide receivers this season here. Uh, and I expect this to be somewhat of a shootout matchup. I know Derek Carter, she doesn't do good in Arrowhead, but this is a different team. They have Devontae Adams here. Uh, I think that Matt Collins can find himself into the end zone this coming week here. So for me, I'm going to go with Matt Collins. That's a good one. I like that. Thank you. All right. So over to the bus. John, who is your first bus? Oh, my first one is Deontay Johnson. Kind of goes hand in hand with the Kenny Pickett take. I think that they're um, with the George Pickens take is that um, Kenny Pickett. This is getting confusing. <laughs> this is in Pittsburgh. Uh, this is ridiculous. Um, but he didn't target Deontay Johnson. I just don't think that this the short yardage plays are going to be his mo. I just don't think that's who he is as a rookie. I don't think that's who he is as a player. Um, Deontay's still going to get targets. He's still going to see his, but it's close to the line of scrimmage, short play stuff, and in a bad matchup, you, you don't want it. It's just going to be, again, he might see 11 targets. He might catch three of them, five of them, six of them, who knows, but it'll only be for 40, 50 yards. And so those types of players, to me, if they're not very efficient or getting an extreme level of targets, they're not really fantasy haymakers. And so I just get nervous with Deontay Johnson. I think you have to start him, but again – there's a lot of people, to be honest, I, I might sit them for. Um, but it, it's it's scary if you're a Deontay Johnson manager right now. Yeah, I mean, he's just not – he's not seeing the – he's seeing some of the target volume, but he's not seeing enough where he's producing with it, and he's not scoring. And mm-hmm. Buffalo has been really good at stopping uh, wide receivers from scoring this season here. So it definitely could end up being a really bad game, especially if there's no career chemistry built between those two. So. I get that one a lot. I had him as a, as a sit this week, too. Um, so for my first bust, I went with Devonta Smith this week. I know the Eagles have been fantastic, obviously, to watch on offense here. But Devonta Smith has been really boom or bust. He's had two good games and two bad games this season here. And even last week where they were down 14 nothing, he still didn't produce, which you know shows me that like they don't need to pass the ball to really – or pass the ball to Smith to have their offense work. They don't need to do that. So uh, the Cardinals allow the seventh fewest fantasy points per game to the wide receiver position. Haven't given up a re- over an 80-yard receiver this coming season here. I know the Eagles aren't known for their passing. They are a good run team. I know they can pass, but they don't do it constant consistently. And Smith is just way too inconsistent for me. I think it could be in a tougher matchup. I think Smith ends up having himself a, a pretty uh, pretty mediocre day at best. So for me, he's my bust. That's a good one. Um, that's a good one too. Thank you. My next one is, uh, and I, I feel bad, call, you know, using this because it's low hanging fruit. But DJ Moore, uh, DJ Moore is my my next bust. I, I mean, he got eleven targets last week, and everyone wants to chase the target volume and chase all that, and and think it's the talent is too good. It's gonna turn around, and I, I just think. Something stinks in Carolina and it's either it's Matt rule or it's Baker Mayfield or it's something that team just doesn't look right. Their offense is there's no flow. There's no connection at all in this offense. They barely move the ball. And I think, you know, the targets that were going DJ Moore's way, four or five of them sailed over his head by 10 yards, 10 feet. So, you know, yeah, the targets were there, but if you really look, they were not catchable targets. It's like, there were a few that were just abysmal. So mm. I, I'm, I'm sitting DJ Moore until further notice. Yeah. Don't trust DJ Moore whatsoever. I love that <laughs> here, John. <laughs> yeah. He's just been bad this coming season here. Even like the 49ers, I believe that's who they play this week. They're, they're solid against wide receivers this season here. Top 10 in most categories against wide receivers. It's hard to trust dj Moore at all right now he needs to put it up maybe even multiple weeks before i can consider trusting him again so right all right so for my second bust i went with drake london london didn't have a great game last week i know he's been a, a pretty solid target hog in the falcons offense and but he's got another tough matchup here and it could be really mediocre day for him uh the bucks haven't allowed uh again also like the cardinals haven't allowed a wide receiver over 80 yards yet this season here uh they've been 
really good against wide receivers for the most part. And this offense on the passing level has been very uh, shoddy at best. And if Kyle Pitts, who hasn't practiced really much this week, doesn't play this Sunday, everyone's like, oh, the targets will be there. But yeah, but he's going to get double covered as a rookie. And he's a big guy, but they're going to find a way to lock him down and force him to go a different direction here. So I think Drake London, London ends up with another another mediocre game that we saw again, like in week four. Mm-hmm. And and I, that's another one. That's another team that I think is just it's an I don't know if it's an Arthur Smith problem or what, but that offense just doesn't seem to be cohesive and using their weapons correctly. And and you know you'll get spike weeks because I think there is so much talent in Drake London and he, that he can do it in spite of the offense. But it's uh, yeah, I think that's a that's a good bet. That's a good yeah. bet. No, definitely. I, th- I think they just need a better quarterback. That's what it is. It's just Marcus Mariota is just a, he's a solid backup, but I don't think he's a starting t- caliber quarterback. Yeah, he's he's limited. He's very he's very limited, and, and we're seeing that. <laughs> very, very. You know what's not limited? Our sponsor, No House Advantage, guys. Uh, no House Advantage has brought us on for another month, which is a great sign. I love that they've been fantastic with us. Their app is amazing. The website is amazing. Uh, but let me tell you about No House Advantage. They're changing. They're changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sport platform available today. Uh, you play in their pick'em contest versus other people. I've done it uh, for a shot at winning 150k plus in cash. You download the app. You choose a contest. You select some player props, and you earn points for each correct answer. So you go from like 10 to one. It's really cool. Um, you climb the leaderboard at your shot at the big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry for hitting all your picks. I haven't done it yet, but hopefully one day. Uh, bet up to five player props, over-unders, or individual player matchups across every major, major sport league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Use the promo code COACHES to sign up at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app at the app stores to get your first deposit match up to $25. Make sure you check it out. No House Advantage. Play today. Experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's just not how you play, but it's also where you play. So you don't want to miss this out and use our promo code coaches guys and get that discount. Help us out. It's, it's really worth it. It's such a cool app. So promo code coaches guys. It's a, it is a lot of fun. I've been playing around and messing with it. It's a, it's cool. The concept. Um, I like it. So it's fun. And um, it, you should, it's worth, everyone loves gambling and everyone loves, Absolutely. you know, a little extra juice on, on games. And so you might as well check out no house advantage. I definitely do it when, uh, like, mid afternoon, we're like, "Oh, my teams are losing. I gotta, I gotta do something." Yeah, I gotta, yeah, I gotta, I gotta right. get something for the four o'clocks. <laughs> All right, let's see. All right, so we got a, we got another comment here. Half point PPR start two: Chris Godwin, Chris Olave, Naim Hines, James Connor. He oh, also has Lenny and Brady in his lineup. If that makes a difference, ooh. I mean, I I would. St- I'm starting Olave, 100. percent Yes, you got to you got to you got to start Olave. Uh, Michael Thomas looks like he's going to miss another week, so you know oh, you, have, you just have another chalk week with Chris Olave. So uh, Chris Godwin, I probably would. The stack with Brady um, is nice. Chris Godwin is uh, one of those players that, uh, like a Devo Samuel, he can. It takes one play. He can make a couple guys miss. He, jump over a guy and all of a sudden he's in the end zone for a 60 yarder. And it's like, I just don't know if Hines and James Conner have that same sort of big playability. And so I, the way I play fantasy, I always look for those guys who are going to really break out and really put up a big score. Cause that's, that's how you win games. You have a bunch of eight point to 10 point players doesn't do you any good, but a guy like Godwin and Olave who can go out there and put 20 plus up that helps <laughs> that help, that wins you a week. Yeah, I think Johnny said it best. Honestly, it has to be God, God, uh, Godwin and Olave. Just uh, let's see. Uh, oh, he did he say it? The only things that worry me about Olave and Godwin in my line is the fact that I have Kamara and Lenny. So he has a lot of these two offenses. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, that is tough. But luckily, you have two. I mean, you have the Bucks, which is a good offense, and the New Orleans offense, which I think is going to put up a lot of points against the Seahawks. So. Um, you know, yeah, it, it, it stinks because you're not going to get all the you're not going to get it caps, I guess. It does limit each player when you do that, because if if Godwin scores a touchdown, it's not Lenny. But um, I still would feel comfortable doing that. I, I wouldn't, you know, again, 
you, you would be bummed out if you have James Conner in your lineup and Chris Olave goes for 140 and a score. You'd be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, what was I thinking? Yeah, I think that's – I think Johnny said it the best, honestly. Like James Conner, like I mentioned before, hasn't gone over 10 fantasy points in three weeks now, and it's not a good matchup. Naeem Hines, I like the ma- – I don't like the matchup, but I like the opportunity in the passing game for him. But again, like we mentioned before – it's a floor play. It's not mm-hmm. a ceiling play. Olave has just dominated the last few weeks. He's got, what, over 30 targets in the last three weeks? Oh, he's insane. Him. Leading the league in air yards. It's it's yeah, Olave exactly. is such a must-start every week. It's like – it's crazy to me that people right. even question it. And Godwin's first game back, he tied with Mike Evans with 10 targets mm-hmm. and did decently well. He, mm-hmm. he should be able to play very well against this Falcons offense, which he's very much uh, destroyed at times over his career. So – I understand the worry, but you should be fine going with these guys. It's going to be these both these offenses should put up enough yards or points uh, to help you out through the week here. Now, mm-hmm. uh, he's got one more here. Let's see, and we'll get back to the t- tight ends here. All right, now should I drop Gabe Davis for a guy like Lockett, Judy? No, nope, nope. I'm not dropping for any of those people. Nope, I'm not dropping him from any of those people. You can, if you are tired of the Gabe Davis experience, you can right. trade him uh, for sure, and then go pick up any of these people. You know, I would probably pick up Corey Davis, uh, which is makes me sick uh, to my stomach. Alan Lazard would probably have my vote still. Oh, Alan Lazard. I didn't even see Alan Lazard. End. Yeah, I'd probably get Alan Lazard then, um, but I would not drop Gabe Davis yet. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. It's just. No. In too high-powered of an offense, too important of a piece, um, I just wouldn't do it. It's I know it's frustrating. He's not coming off as hot as we all expected, but kind of battled. He was banged up. He's battling a little bit of an injury. So he's got Mike Williams, Mike Evans, and Christian Kirk. That's those guys are all heavy tar- volume target guys who are producing. Mm-hmm. Dave Davis is a guy who can make or break your flex play, which definitely hurts, but. He's had so many down weeks so far. The big weeks are going to come for him at some point here. He's in a high-power offense that loves to throw the ball. You have to continue with it. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it if you want to sit him until you see something but from don't him. Drop him. Don't drop him. Don't don't drop him. You'll regret it. Definitely not. All right, so let's get back to the tight ends, and then we'll get back to a few more questions here. Who's your tight end sleeper of the week here, John? Uh, I'm going to start with Logan Thomas. I think Logan Thomas is somebody, you know, the commanders might be out with uh, without Jahan Dotson. Uh, who has been their sort of red zone guy, their threat in the to score a touchdown. And so where it could come through is a, I think you might get a, you know, it's not going to be a big week for um, Logan Thomas, but you might get a touchdown. This might be the week if Jahan Dotson sits, this might be the week where you get a Logan Thomas touchdown and he's, you know, get you those 10 points that you're looking for at tight end. Yeah, that's that's a solid play. Logan Thomas definitely has a, a nice play this week, especially if they're missing two wide receivers. He's going to see a buttload of targets like he did in prior years before. So definitely a good one there, John. Uh, for my sleeper, guys, I went with someone who might be able to pick up off waivers right now, and it's Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jonas, Jonas Smith is hurt, and I don't think he's going to play this weekend, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, we'll see if that changes. But, uh, you know, you need to find a milk cotton to find where Hunter Henry <laughs> gone over this year five receptions 41 yards on the season that's not great and it's really hard to sell it but they play the lions this week and the lions are on the bad side of allowing fantasy points yards and tight ends to uh, a touchdown two tight ends this season uh so hunter henry could be in for a really solid outing here uh they they don't highly have a lot of weapons in the passing game in general sense even though it's probably gonna be a really run heavy team i think hunter henry can find himself in the end zone this week or at least get the yards to make him somewhat of a borderline tight end one. So if you're looking for a tight end that you don't like, or you you don't like your current tight end, uh, Hunter Henry could be an option for you. It's a little bit of a deeper sleeper, but there's potential there with Hunter Henry this week. Yep, I like it. I, I you know I I think Hunter Henry is going to be depending on how much time Johnny Smith misses and depending on when Mac Jones comes back. I, I think Hunter Henry is always a threat in the red zone to get a touchdown. And when you're at this level of uh, when you're outside of sort of the big three or four tight ends, it's like, I'm just looking for a guy who's going to score. Uh, and right. I think Hunter Henry has got that opportunity, especially with John Love. Right. Exactly. Now this is an interesting one here. Full point PPR Romeo Dobbs or Jerry Judy. Dobbs obviously has the giants and Judy plays tonight. 
This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is so hard because I love Jerry Judy um, and I want Jerry Judy to be great. But this is where we have to start changing our minds and and opinions on name value. And and this is the hard part because it's going to be hard to sit Jerry Judy on name value. Romeo Dobbs is ascending. Uh, I I mean, he almost dropped a second touchdown. Uh, He almost had a two touchdown game. And so I think there is a little bit of a connection there. They're getting, they're still getting Christian Watson involved. And so maybe snaps might drop for Romeo Dobbs. But I think if the Packers are smart, they'll probably get the snaps away from uh, Randall Cobb, which they should do and run with Romeo Dobbs, Alan Lazard and Christian Watson. Uh, And if that's the case, then Romeo Dobbs will be just fine. Uh, And he seems to have a little connection with Aaron Rodgers in the red zone. So um, I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs, too. The way I look at it is that Romeo Dobbs had eight targets last week. Jerry Judy has yet to go up eight targets. Mm-hmm. And both teams, unfortunately, that's not great matchups for either one. They're actually the they, their opponents of the second and third fewest fantasy points to wide receivers this season. So I wouldn't expect boom games out of them. Uh, but who do I trust at the end of the day and who's going to get the targets? And I trust the quarterback with the Packers and then the quarterback with Russell Wilson, who has not played well all of the season. Give me Romeo Dobbs. John said it best. He's ascending right now. I'd rather have Romeo Dobbs starting this week in full point PPR. Mm -hmm. All right. So John, let's get back and we'll get to another question after this. Uh, Who's your tight end bust this week? My tight end busts. I have uh, Mike Gesicki. I think, uh, you know, I think that they're it's again, it's going to be a hard fought game. I think they're going to need to score points and they're going to go through the wide receivers. Mike Kosicki is a, a nice story when he gets in the end zone. I, I think, again, this this idea that Mike Kosicki is going to transcend this offense and, and be, a you know, uh, a top five tight end is just not realistic. I think it's just uh, another just put him in the pile with everybody else where if he scores, you're happy. If, if he doesn't score, you know, you're probably getting four or five points. And so. Um, I think this is going to be a week where uh, the passes from Teddy Bridgewater are going to go to the, the the yards after the catch playmakers in Tyreek Hill. Yeah, no, I, I like I like that one a lot. There, it's good. It's a good not play there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All right, so for my tight end bus guys, uh, I went with Will Disley. So Will Disley has been rising, obviously tight end nine overall <laughs> currently right now. So people might have went out there to pick him up because he has been ventusing. But it's been really touchdown dependent. He's only averaging 29 yards a game. And if he doesn't seem to get that touchdown, it could end up being a bad day for him. And who did they go up against? The Saints, who are the best team in the league right now against tight ends. Fewest fantasy points, fewest yards. Hasn't allowed a touchdown to a tight end this coming season here. I like what Geno Smith is doing, but they've had much easier opponents over the last four weeks. Saints are a tough defense. I think we get back to the Will Disley who puts up 29 yards and that's it. And when you put up 29 yards, that's 2.9 fantasy points. No double-digit fantasy points right there. So for me, Will Disley I think ends up having a medi- very mediocre day, and I'm I'm out on Will Disley. So yeah, that's a that's a good one. Yeah. All right, we have another question in the chat. Let's look at trade question here. What's up, guys? Thoughts on this trade? Cream Hunt, Clear Herbert, and Montgomery. Assuming Dave Montgomery for AJ Dillon and Tyreek Hill. They're trading three running backs for AJ Dillon and Tyreek. I, I mean, I would do it. I, I think the Bears. I think Hunt is Hunt is what he is at this point, without an injury to Chubb. We know that he's probably this running back three with upside. Khalil Herbert and Montgomery are fine, um, but they're not the game breaker that Tyreek Hill is. And we just talked about how I think there's brighter days for AJ Dillon. So I would rather have because. You know, Tyreek's in your lineup every week. A.J. Dillon's probably in your flex. And then, you know, I just wouldn't – I don't know. I, the Bears offense, I just don't want a piece of that Bears offense. Like, it doesn't excite me at all. It just doesn't. So, like, you know, you know, David Khalil Herbert had a good day and, and, and continues to run well, but that is very much an outlier. I don't think those games are – you know, 100-yard games from Khalil Herbert are – going to be common and then when david montgomery comes back they might have a split backfield and it could right. be an, it could be annoying to have both of those guys it could be it could really suck <laughs> um and so you know the idea is smart like oh let me have her Khalil herbert while david montgomery's on the mend but then once david montgomery comes back if Khalil herbert's still running like a madman they're not just gonna sit him on pine so i, I personally would rather the aj Dillon and tyreek side yeah, you're getting more upside with both those players overall. It sucks to lose the depth at running back because I love to have depth in my fantasy leagues. Uh, but if you're looking to make a push right now, 
Dylan's going to have better games down the stretch. And Tyree Kill is is he's he was a value in draft right now. I mean, I think he went in the late second, early third round. And he he is looking good in this offense. I don't care if it's Teddy. Teddy showed enough that you can trust him with at least one guy, and I think it's going to be Tyreek Hill at least. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, that's not the case long term. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, like the, the note report I saw um, about uh, an expert on concussion said that Tua should retire. Wow. Yeah, hoping that's yeah. never the case. But I mean, obviously his. Goodwill comes first, so yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, we we didn't even. I don't even think we talked about the t- the Tua situation and that whole thing. Uh, but it's yeah, it's scary. I mean, a, a, a concussion that bad, especially back to back weeks like that, it's not good. And, and you know, my best friend played in the NHL. He suffered from concussions and he had to retire because of them. It, they once they start to pile up, he said he goes they're easier to re-aggravate. He goes they just your brain is eventually just gets soft. And, and so that's tough. And so hopefully he takes the time to really heal up and let things get back to normal. But yeah, it was a bad, it was a bad, bad, bad yeah. two concussions in a row. Yeah. Cause it happened on Thursday. We didn't really have a chance to like uh, do that. Elaborate. So yeah. Yeah. Really. Now let's look at his team real quick. Uh, lineup, Justin Herbert, Justin, uh, Justin Herbert, uh, Justin Herbert, Je- Herbert. Yeah. Jefferson, Tyreek, Kelsey, Zeke, Dylan, Godwin. Oh, yeah, it's a great <laughs> yeah, dude, you're, you're in great shape, dude. Great shape. You're in great shape. You're in great shape. Like, I get it. Justin Jefferson hasn't been off to the hottest start, but he's he's awesome. Tyreek's great. Zeke, Zeke is who he is at this point in his career. He's, you know, a RB2 with touchdown upside. And you got Dylan Goff. Yeah, I, 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 I think – to make that trade for depth, I understand you want the depth and the theory is there, but I just think that there's Hunt is limited and then this Bears backfield is could be a mess in a couple weeks. Yeah, definitely a good play. Go pick up like Zamir White and some of these other rookie running backs that will eventually, second half of the season, add to your depth right now if you're looking for some players to pick up right now. So add young, add young running backs, backup running backs who have the potential to play at some point this season. The fact that you can have Jay Jettas and Tyreek on the same team That's nice. is nice. Yeah, that must be fun. <laughs> I wish I knew that feeling. I know. <laughs> All right, let's get over to the quarterbacks. Let's finish this thing up. John, who's your mm-hmm. QB sleeper this week? QB sleeper this week is Zach Wilson. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, divisional game. It's going to be – sorry, did I take it from you? <laughs> no, you t- Zach Wilson versus the Dolphins. Get out of here. Sorry. I think it's just going to – I just see a high-scoring game. I see them having to play catch-up. Um, I see Zach Wilson, you know, having to throw the ball a lot this game. And, um, and he could, you know, it, again – 20 20 points is not out of the realm of possibility so you, you could probably pick them up off waivers and start them um and feel comfortable yeah i mean yeah i mean obviously i love zach wilson obviously but you know against going against my dolphins i don't like him as much obviously because i'm a dolphins fan but yeah now in a general sense if you're looking if you were looking to start him as a sleeper option there's definitely potential there he didn't look the best but that second half fourth quarter versus the steelers he looked much better mm-hmm. he needed to shake off the cobwebs I expect him. He's got a good offense around him, so I'm expecting more out of Zach Wilson. That's all I can say. I'm expecting more out of him. Yeah, he finally has. We- the Jets finally have weapons. You know, I think th- I think people are really slotting into there. You know, you have your Garrett Wilson as your alpha, you know, big play guy. You have your Elijah Moore as your sort of tactician uh, in the slot route runner, and then you got Corey Davis just steady Eddie on the outside. So, right. um, and then Brees Hall, who's coming into his own. So that offense is. They're, they're looking they're looking fun oh yeah definitely all right uh so let's go to my sleeper here i went with jacoby Brissett this week uh Brissett's had like one really good game and a couple decent games nothing crazy but he's playing the chargers their defense isn't as good as they were a couple months a couple weeks ago they've lost a lot of people to injuries and they've allowed at least eight plus touchdowns to quarterbacks this season in the air obviously uh They've actually have allowed each game so far at least two touchdown passes to each quarterback they've faced so far. Uh, Jacoby Brissett can do that. I know they're really bad against the run, and I think that Nick Chubb and Hunt could have a really good game, but I think Jacoby Brissett gets his as well, ends up as that you know high-end QB2 for you this week in fantasy, and it's just a good matchup, and I think there will be points needed to be scored because obviously you have to keep up with the Chargers if you want to be successful. So I think there's going to be opportunity for Brissett to be able to have to throw the ball more, which could lead to touchdowns this coming week. Good one. Thank you. All right, um, so let's get to the busts. 
What do you have as our QB bust this week, John? So my QB bust, and this one hurts because I like the story and I like the player and I like the way he's been playing lately, um, but it's purely matchup, and that's Geno Smith. I think, um, you know, New Orleans is going to, is always a tough matchup on defense. Like I said, they're, they're going to be able to stop the run. And then you're going to have to, you know, contend with Lattimore on the outside with uh, DK Metcalf and, and all that. So it's, you know, he will be usable, but he's not going to be this great top 15 play like he has been lately. I think he's just, he's due for in a down week against a tough opponent. Yeah, no, uh, I think so, too. This could be a week where he ends up being kind of bad, honestly, after being really good over the last month. So mm-hmm. I like it. All right. Uh, we're going to get to those questions in a second, guys. We're just going to finish up my QB bust real quick here. And it's Matthew Stafford, guys. Matthew Stafford hasn't clipped, eclipsed over 11 fantasy points just once this season. Just once. Oof. Every other week has been under 11 fantasy points. He has more picks and touchdowns this coming season. He hasn't done a p- touchdown over the last two weeks now. Um and the Cowboys have allowed the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks, just averaging about 12 points to a quarterback this season. They haven't allowed a quarterback to throw then more than just one touchdown this season. Uh, so it could end up being a really bad day for Matthew Stafford. He just not has not looked good in that offense. The offensive line cannot hold anybody. Uh, if, if he's not getting the ball to Cooper Cup, it's really nothing else going for, for Matthew Stafford. Well, and Tyler Higby's been pretty good too. But mm-hmm. outside of that, I mean, it's just been really atrocious to watch Matthew Stafford play football this year. And if you're starting him this week, you probably should look. Otherwise, I think I'm asking my QB 19 this week. Honestly, that's how bad I don't like to start him at all. Yeah. Week, so it's that that's a that's, you know, their one offense that I think looks a little shaky, but can figure it out at a moment's notice because they have, you know, Sean McVay and, and they have the pieces. But it hasn't looked great. If you're not named Cooper Cup or Tyler Higby, it has not been good uh, for fantasy. Right. All right, Cameron's, Cameron's back here. Uh, I just wanted to repeat my question. You guys think Hines is a safer flex than Hunt, though? Kind of, It's kind of a coin. I mean, you could consider it a coin, a coin toss, but the way I, I mean, I see it is that, you know, Hines could get you that 12. He could get you the 12, 12 points. I don't know if he has a ceiling play, though. That That's my one concern. I don't know if the ceiling play is there. Hunt could go for 90 yards and two touchdowns, three touchdowns this coming weekend. I don't think Naeem Hines has two-plus touchdowns in his arsenal unless he's seeing 12-plus receptions in this game here. That, that's the only way I see it. I think he just he gives you enough to give you those 12 points, but Hunt could give you less or he could end up giving you 25. And that's yeah. the kind of way I see it, Cameron. Yeah, kind of like how it was in week one. Um, you know, Kareem Hunt, it was just that's how the back – that's how the touchdowns fell. You know, anytime the, the Browns get in the red zone, they like to run it. And they'll run it with Kareem Hunt. They'll run it with Nick Chubb. They don't care. They're just going to run it. And so if, you know, the Browns get in the red zone and they, they call Kareem Hunt's number and he, you know, stuffs in two touchdowns in a week, that can happen. Like, I just don't know if that can happen with Naeem Hines. That being said, the passing, the PPR stuff, the volume he's going to get on the ground this week without Jonathan Taylor, that to me is why it's a safer play to play Naeem Hines. Like, there's no way Naeem Hines is getting, you know, less than 10 points. It's just not going to happen. So I just don't know if Naeem Hines is going to – if Naeem, a lot would have to go right. He'd it'd probably be a broken play and, uh, a, you know, a pass interference at the one for Naeem Hines to get multiple touchdowns. So – um, that's kind of my opinion on it. But if you are, if you're okay, and that's, and that's how you have to look at your lineup and kind of guesstimate if you're okay with 12 point, 12 to 18 points, put Naeem Hines in there and don't worry about it. You know, like that's, that's how I would play it. But if you say to yourself, if you look at the rest of your lineup and you're like, you know what, I need someone who might really go off. That's when you say, okay, maybe it's time to put in cream hunt because you know, seven points sucks, but those 22 point weeks are like, that's fun. Yeah, that's the thing with Kareem Hunt. It's a boom and bust situation. So, yeah. all right, we got a couple more questions here. Albert said Russell Wilson or Trevor Lawrence this week. Russell obviously plays tonight. Lawrence plays against Houston on Sunday. I'm T Law. I'm Trevor Lawrence. I think Jacksonville's gonna. I think Jacksonville's gonna beat up on Houston. Jacksonville's a good looking team, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're a good looking team, and, and Trevor Lawrence looks good. So, um, I'm. I would feel comfortable starting Trevor Lawrence over Russell Wilson, which is crazy to say. And that could change after next week. I mean, maybe they get they start passing more ball more in Denver. Maybe that's this with you know with Javante Williams out for the year. I don't know though. We have yeah. to wait to see it happens. But uh, Trevor Lawrence has a good matchup. I mean, Justin Herbert was able to put up 300 yards and two touchdowns against him last week. Trevor Lawrence has been playing very well. 
outside of this Eagles game, you know, that was, that was a tough matchup. We always, we all said sit Trevor Lawrence last week because it wasn't a good matchup. This is a great matchup for him. Russell Wilson has a, you know, has a, has a tougher matchup. I'd rather go with the way that Trevor Lawrence has been looking prior to week four than what Russell Wilson gave us last week, even though it wasn't still a good week. Yeah. I think, you know, Russell Wilson, that's a, again, I feel like I've been harping on bad offenses, but that's another offense that just doesn't look right. And, and, you know, we expected that offense to really explode with Russell Wilson. And I just think there's some growing pains with them and Nathaniel Hackett. So, right. Absolutely. Cameron, obviously. Thank you. Appreciate it. Always. Anytime, Cam. <laughs> All right. We got a couple more questions here. Uh, should I sell clear Herbert this week or wait? Uh, I would sell now because if you wait, Montgomery's probably going to come back and then the value drops immensely. Um, he did get a limited practice in today, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. him coming back this week is very possible. So if you can sell him for, uh, you know, a nice low end RB two or whatever you can get a starting running back right now, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're needing wide receiver help, either, or try to sell him now this week, if you can. Yeah, I just think it, the window is going to slam shut on you. In, an, in the second David Montgomery is active, that window slams shut on Khalil Herbert. It just becomes a backup with some upside, but that's it then until yeah. Montgomery goes down again, which who knows when that would be. Right. So, yeah. And we got one last question from Albert, another one. Jamal Williams or Clyde Edwards? <laughs> Dude, All Albert right. with the heat. Dude, that's a hard one. Um, Swift is out again. I think Jamal Williams is kind of – um, uh, chalk. He's gonna get all the work. He's gonna get the touchdown. So I like Jamal Williams, but I, I do like Ceh as well. I mean, you want a piece of that Kansas City offense, but the snaps have gone down. Isaiah Pacheco has looked good. Jarek McKinnon's looked good. So if Ceh doesn't get in the end zone, you could be in for a bad day. I don't see a bad. I don't see a situation where if Swift sits, Jamal Williams has a bad day. Yeah, that, that's definitely a tough one because Clyde has obviously the better matchup, and Jamal has a has a tougher matchup for sure. Um, but the way I see it at the end of the day is that, you know, who do I trust to see the workload and Jamal Williams, if I'm not mistaken, I'm just trying to look that up real quick. You know, he's, he saw, I'm trying to pull it up. I'm pulling it up for you right now. So 50% of the targets, I mean, Clyde this past week. Uh, I mean, he saw actually more actually, but I still prefer Jamal Williams in this situation. It's a tough one, honestly, Albert. Jamal, it's really Jamal, Williams, R, Jamal Williams, RB3 on the year, by the way. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, RB5 on the year. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, RB5 on the year. I would try it, and find a way to – I honestly, Albert, you want my honest opinion? I would try and find a way to jam both of those guys in your lineup. See if there's a way you can get both. Maybe you sit someone else. Like, I, I don't know. Like, unless it's – I guess if you're really, if you love everyone else, that's in your lineup. But there is a world where you can start both players. Uh, you know but I would I, go for the record. I, I would go Jamal Williams. Albert, I'm changing my vote. I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Okay. I'm going to go with the the receptions that Clyde is going to get in this potential matchup. Which the Ravens, the Ravens, uh, the Raiders do allow receptions to running backs this season. I believe they're like top seven. Jamal Williams doesn't see has not seen a lot of targets, which is the one concern I have. He's been seeing double digit touchdowns in three or four games, which is crazy. That's why mm-hmm. he's been so well, double digit touchdowns. Yeah. He doesn't get those touchdowns. Is his fantasy day that great? Clyde is also the same way, he's seen a lot of touchdowns and whatnot, but he's seeing a lot of receptions. And this could be another game where he sees a lot of receptions. High score impossible game. I'm gonna go Clyde up to Hilaire this one. And it definitely shocked me for saying that, but I think I'm going to. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for uh Monday show now. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I I circled it. I made notes. Oh god, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh god. All right, we got one more here. Let's see. I got Hertz and Lamar. To be honest, I have no idea how I got oh. both, but who should I start? Oh Jesus. I mean, you can't really go wrong with either one. I mean, they're both superstars. Uh I would probably let me look at the matchups. Oh, I'm got- playing Lamar against the Bengals. Oh, night. yeah, the that's another one has been very shaky. And I think I mean, even Teddy Bridgewater did pretty well against them. Uh, I, I'd rather start Lamar in this one. I know Hertz has been solid. Uh, I mean, they're both must starts this week. That's that's the thing. I know that's what's tough. He's going against Arizona. Like Arizona is no Arizona is no, no brick wall. <laughs> I, I, I think I think probably. I think I'm probably Lamar Jackson too, um, but I, in my opinion, they're both top five 
you're not really going to go wrong either way. I don't yeah. know how he has both. If that's what he said, to be honest, I have no idea how I got both. It's like, I don't maybe, know either. Maybe I don't know either. Though. Lucky. Um, both top five for me. I pick mm-hmm. Lamar in a divisional matchup here over Hurts, but yeah. you could go either way. You shouldn't. You should just literally toss a coin the, day, the night before, and you should be fine. Both these guys should get you 20-plus fantasy points. Uh, well, do you, you try to trade one of them right now? I mean, you could trade – you could trade her like I would trade. Yeah, you could trade either one, but trade one for basically. Yeah, you could get whatever you wanted. Really, I mean, think about it. If someone came to you right now and said, you know, give me, I don't know. Yeah, what could you get? You could get. It depends on your team and your league. Honestly, but, I mean, you might be able to get like maybe get a Chris Godwin for one of them. Maybe yeah. get like, oh, maybe you could get Chris Godwin plus you could get Chris Godwin plus something. Uh, if it, yeah. If it's a one QB league, you might be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, something like that you might be able to get, uh, I'm trying to think of the RBs right now that are in the middle, maybe AJ Dillon plus something else. Like you could get a couple different things out of it. But again, don't make the trade just to make the trade. Wait until you get the best value. Maybe somebody's quarterbacks really hurting and then attack that person for their potential. Yeah, I would find a team that is clearly struggling at quarterback and and just dangle it out there and see what they say. But, you know, both Lamar or Jalen Hurts could get you a lot, could get you could get you a a decent haul. Right. Uh, Cameron has another question here. Is Pacheco worth dropping Madison or Hines for after this week? Absolutely. Hines. Is he worth? He's on my waivers at the moment. So Pacheco is on the waivers. And either dropping Madison or Hines. I'm okay dropping Hines after this week for Pacheco. Yeah. yeah. Um, personally, I mean, again, it's going to leave you, if I remember his team correctly, it's going to leave him really, uh, the depth isn't going to be great because it's a lot of backups. And Hines yeah. might be able to put up like seven points most weeks. Uh, but, I mean, Hines just hasn't been good. I've been starting to consider dropping him in a few of my leagues and go for upside at this point. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and Pacheco has been getting snaps. Um, you know, we're watching his snap share go up and, and he's running. The bag is not far day, so. We got a couple of blockheads. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me. Don't be a loser. Grass is green like super super clueless analysts. Don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act into acting. Like boom, running like zoom. The highest and mightiest in the room. High off the knowledge. I'm feeling the fumes, all players covered in stuff is for dooms. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. And listen up, Jack, I'm a head back. Back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that. reason, this is probably a ship winning team. I mean, you can, you got Jamison Williams coming off IR any day. That's going to really add a boost to your flex. You know, you got some stability with Jacoby Myers and Romeo Dobbs and some depth with Raheem Mostert. I think you're a pretty solid team. You made good trades too, trading Cordell Patterson and Hunter Run for, for Lenny. Love that. Great. And then trading Drake London, Jamal Williams, and David and Joke for Jamar Chase and Jacoby Myers. Love that. Love that too. Yeah. Yeah, love that too. Yeah. Definitely uh, good trade. Championship yeah. winning team there, Nick. Nice. Cameron wanted to bring his RVs back up. Like I said, it will leave you really uh deprived on the depth. With your RBs, having two guys who need another guy to kind of go down for them to kind of take that spot right now. Mm. Uh, and you don't have But a that does make sense why he grabbed – again, this now makes sense why he grabbed Elijah Mitchell early. Because um, when he comes back, he's – I think he's going to be the guy. Yeah, definitely, Cameron. Um, Nick had another question here. Any guys that should grab for the fantasy playoffs? Well, you already got you already got my number one target. I've been telling everyone to grab, which is Jamison Williams. Uh, I think he's he's bound to have a, a second half explosion. Um, so that's a good one. Other than that, like second, that's the thing. It's tough. Like anytime you try and project too far out in fantasy, it's, it's difficult. Like a lot can happen between now and the playoffs, you know, so there's injuries, there's quarterback changes, there's coaches could get fired. Like a lot can change, but uh, what you should target in my opinion is the guys who are coming back from injury. And and I do like James Robinson. If you can get yeah. James Robinson, his playoff schedule is nasty. Um, and maybe trading Lenny again, even though you just got him, could be potential there. I, I mean, I guess you could trade Judy. Maybe trade Judy for um, James Robinson. I mean, that might be a stretch. 
the Judy owner to want to, or the Robinson owner to take on just Judy. Mm-hmm. But um, Robinson has a fantastic playoff schedule. So, I mean, getting him, this Jags team looks good. So that's a potential there for your neck. Yeah. I looked, that's good. Um, let me just see if there's anyone else here. One of the throwouts. Um, I mean, if you can acquire like AJ Brown or Devontae Smith, they've yeah. got good matchups, obviously. You might have to make a big trade for that one, but some of them like that. But definitely James Robinson, I'd be looking to acquire everywhere if I could. All right. So we're going to wrap this thing up. Thank you guys all again. He's one and three. So, and he had a nice cast. <laughs> yeah, I, I keep calling him. I knew it, dude. I get that. I, I get that trade. I totally get it. I get I, I get, get it. I like I'm, it. All I'm right. in the mindset with you. <laughs> definitely. All right, guys. So thank you again all for listening in. We uh, do really appreciate it. As always, go check out our website at www.thefantasycoaches.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Uh, Coach John, anything you want to mention before we go? I got nothing. I, I, I'm I'm excited for tonight's football game. Hopefully, we get to see the the um, the superstars that are John, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Javante. Oh wait, never mind. We're watching Melvin Gordon and Naeem Hines go at it tonight. So uh, have fun tonight. Pop some popcorn and and hopefully we have a good game. Absolutely, guys. So again, appreciate you listening in. We'll be back Monday. Uh, if you need some more start and sit advice, as always, you can, uh, we're going to have a start and sit show uh, around like 9.30, 10 a.m. on Sunday. So look out for that. Just give us a follow here and you'll get the notification. And of course, if you want to win some money, go to nohouseadvantage.com. Use our promo code coaches. Win some money today. Let us know how you do. Uh, we'll be doing it as well. So thanks for listening, guys. Tune in until next time. And have a good one. Peace.